This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show I'm joined this week by Brad Allen. Hello. Spring has sprung, Brad. It has. Yeah, it's great. I hear uh, I hear the mice are moving in the Allen household. Yeah, <laughs> not real mice. Uh, my wife played a prank on me. She called me. I was uh, at work here, and she called me and said, you need to come home now because I just caught a mouse underneath the bowl. I got a bowl on top of it. Panic. Yeah, and I should have known at that point that this was not true because if there was a mouse in the house, that that would be the last place that she is. She would not be chasing it around (laughs) with a bowl. Um, But I went home, and uh, you know, I I picked up the bowl, and there was a computer mouse underneath it, and she thought that was the funniest thing. She recorded the whole thing, and I'm sure you saw it on Facebook. Us and everybody on Facebook saw it, Brad. Yep. Your internet famous, Facebook famous. Uh, it went viral, I think. Did it go viral? Said. No, I don't know what that. I don't know. What does that mean? Who but, knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Great topic this week, though, Brad. I'm really excited to talk about this. And if you're joining us for the first time, um, we're a firm dedicated to helping our clients develop retirement income and investment plans, a retirement ready roadmap that you can really count on to be there. And um, I think so many folks right now, Brad, are emailing in, writing in, calling in, you know, appointments we have, and they're concerned, right? The market's been on this kind of wild tear downwards, inflation is high, you know, threat of rising taxes. And if you're retiring sooner, recently retired, I want you to think about an important question. When it comes to the way that you've invested your retirement savings, is the amount of risk you're taking appropriate for your circumstances or stage of life. So today we're going to provide some techniques for balancing the risk and rewards of investing. And we're going to tell you about four risk-free ways of getting more from your retirement assets. And for those of you that would like to get your personal questions answered, please reach out to us. You can visit us at retirementreadyshow.com and we'd be happy to connect with you. And Brad, you know, I think when, when you think about the appropriate level of risk of potential investment losses, it's kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Remember that one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good, good. You want to tell us the story? Not by heart. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's uh, where they blow the house down, right? Uh, no, wrong, wrong story. Oh, right. okay. Is that the right story? <laughs> I don't think no, so. I don't know. There's three bears in both of them, I think. That's right. That's right. But Goldilocks, you remember, since the bears were not at home, Goldilocks not only invited herself in, but she took it upon herself to sample all three bowls of porridge. One was hot, one was too cold, but the third was just right. Think about your retirement portfolio as these three bowls of porridge. If it's too hot, you've got so much risk that a market correction like we're in now could destroy the longevity of your portfolio on your retirement security. If it's too cold, you may have gone too far to the extreme for safety that the returns you're earning on your savings have no chance of keeping up with inflation. But when you have the properly balanced level of risk appropriate for you and a potential reward of growth that you need to really secure your lifetime retirement income needs, 
then you might say my portfolio is just right. So, you know, this balance, Brad, I think is something we're always after. We utilize a great tool at our firm where we ask folks a series of questions. And if you're interested, we can walk you through this. It's complimentary. We're going to walk you through a series of questions. Come up with what I call your emotional risk. How much risk are you emotionally comfortable taking? Where's that pain point on the downside where you're tapping out or screaming uncle or maybe doing the worst case scenario selling things at the bottom? Then we're going to compare your current portfolio and see what risk you're currently taking. Not always, but a lot of times we meet folks that maybe say that they're comfortable at a 35 or 40, but their portfolio's at a 70 or 75. You're taking double the risk you're comfortable taking. Natural question begs itself, why are you taking all that risk, right? Why are you doing that? The answer we get nine times out of 10 is, Tony, I had no idea. Or if I've told my advisor once, I've told him or her a hundred times, I don't want a high risk portfolio. So the answer I think, Brad, is really just data. Being educated on what's happening in your account so you can make good and educated decisions. And when we think about this risk, Brad, this, or this kind of balance between risk and reward, um, I think we certainly understand historically there's been some hard ways to learn some simple investment truths. Yeah, you know, we'll have a, a lot of folks come in and they'll say, I want to, you know, get all the returns, but I don't want to take any risk doing it. And there's really nothing out there that does that, right? And if somebody tells you there is, I would say if it sounds too good to be true, it just might be. So a hard way to learn that simple investment truth, let's just look at a little story. So let's imagine you're at a party. A friend pulls you aside and tells you an amazing story. He has this investment advisor who has not only been providing massive returns, best of all, there is zero chance of losing money. This friend says he started out by giving his advisor $10,000 to invest, and within months, he got a check back for $12,500. Of that, he again invested $10,000, and a few months later, he got another $12,500 check. And he said, this works so well, I just sent him $70,000. You know, just as your logic starts telling you that there must be something wrong with this, your friend continues by telling you that the advisor is a highly respected financial expert who wants served a term as the chair of the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. On top of that, he is also well-respected with dozens of banks and major charities also trust them him with their money. So there are two things you can do at this point. You could, number one, plead with your friend to introduce you to this advisor. Or number two is you think long and hard about the undeniable and unbreakable link between risk and reward. If you did the first one, your introduction to that advisor, his name would have been Bernie, short for Bernie Madoff, otherwise known as inmate number 61727-054. You know, and before his recent death, his his permanent resident permanent residence was the Federal Correctional Complex in Butner, North Carolina. So you have to know what you're getting into, right? Again, if it sounds too good to be true, it just might be. So do your research. Pretty uh, simple but really powerful kind of adage to go by. If it you know sounds too good, it probably is. Other thing I always tell people, Brad, is if you're talking to some investor and there's some sense of urgency that you have to get in right now, that's probably a red flag as well. Most investments, there, there can be some timing issues, but there's nothing urgent. There's nothing on fire. So I really want folks to be careful out there and, and really think carefully before you do that and, and understand there is this uncompromising link between risk and reward. The degree that we can reasonably expect to be rewarded by any financial investment 
or product is directly linked to the degree of volatility and risk of investment loss associated with that product. Stocks and stock market type investments offer the potential greater reward in the form of possible higher returns than, say, a government bond. But any instrument offering protection against investment loss has to offer a lower reward in the form of yield or interest earnings. While few people would seriously argue the certainty and the logic behind this unbreakable link between risk and reward, it's really interesting to consider how often you hear stories of people getting duped by some kind of criminal scam artist. You know, it begs you to ask yourself, how did a slew of famous actors, actresses, movie directors, bank executives, Brad, even hospital and foundation administrators get fooled by Bernie Madoff? And I think every crook and Ponzi scheme operator in history knows the simple answer because people wanted to believe. They wanted to believe that there was a magic bullet, a magic investment that was going to return so much in a safe way. And we know those bigger returns come with bigger risks. So understanding and always remembering that there's this inseparable connection between risk and reward should be the first lesson for avoiding financial catastrophes. Brad, I know springtime here, at least in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. been out on that mower, cruising around. All the time, yeah. You know, I go go around twice just to make sure I I got everything. That's good. I saw a substantial pile of mulch in the picture. (laughs) Yeah, so my wife uh, ordered mulch. She didn't know how much to get or, you know, what is a yard of mulch, and she ended up getting 10 yards of mulch, and we did not need that much mulch. But... That was a, a whole weekend project. I, I think the hardest part about that weekend was my wife and I trying to put together the wheelbarrow that we bought from the store. You know, they give you those directions and step one, two, three, and four, and those steps didn't seem to want to work. So, oh, boy. You know, there was some arguments back and forth, and we just kind of put it aside. And We eventually got it, and we got to work. You but, sorted it out. Yeah, yeah. My kids this time of year, they're starting to ski. Okay. And uh, the water's still pretty cold, 60 degrees, and so they wear dry suits. There's these suits that kind of seal up at the wrists and ankles and zip up tight around the neck. And you can literally wear sweatshirts, sweatpants underneath to stay warm. You stay dry. And Ava was trying one for the first time. Ava's my youngest. And her brother, he says inadvertently, didn't zip the zipper all the way. Oh, boy. So we do a couple passes, and, and I say, isn't it cool how the dry suit works? She says, I'm not dry, Daddy. I said, what are you talking about? She gets out, and she's filled up to her stomach with water in this thing. <laughs> so wow. she was not too happy with her brother. Yeah, that's not that's cold water. Right now. Yeah, that's, maybe uh, that's, that's the opposite of what we were trying to achieve. She's yeah. soaking there in the cold water. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement-ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, Sign up for educational, no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. But, you know, Brad, I I think when we kind of talk about this, you know, tie between risk and return and that kind of inseparable connection, you know, when you think about risk and your long-term plan to manage risk, I think the first question you really have to ask yourself is, what is your investment objective? Absolutely. You know, when it comes to investing your retirement dollars, it's important to ask yourself exactly what are you trying to accomplish? 
you know, for most people, the objective is to accumulate enough money to meet their future income needs, that income plan, knowing, you know, where to draw from and those things. You want to have enough income in retirement. There are two ways to you can try to increase retirement income. One approach is to attempt to achieve higher growth rates or returns on your savings and investments. A one or two percent increase in returns each year can make a huge difference in the amount of income a portfolio can provide you. Unfortunately, as we've discussed earlier, to get a boost in return, you must select financial instruments with greater risk of investment loss. A second approach of increasing future retirement income is to take advantage of every opportunity to be more efficient when it comes to getting everything you can out of your retirement assets. You know, what is uh, great about this approach is that you're not taking any more risk than you need to. So here we want to talk about uh, four examples of how to do this. And Tony, the first one is, is really just committing to a longer term. Yeah, you have to think about that that longer term, especially when it comes to long-term investing. And I think, Brad, just as there's a link between risk and reward, you're also going to find a link between the amount of interest your savings will earn and a length of time you commit that savings to whatever financial instrument you're thinking about. So generally speaking, it will almost always be true that a 30-year, unless we have an inversion on the yield curve, right, but a 30-year government bond will provide a greater yield than a 10-year government bond. A fixed-rate annuity with an 8-year term will provide a higher earning potential than one with a shorter 6-year term. A bank CD with a 5-year term will pay more than a CD with a 1-year term. It's the same U.S. government protecting the bond owner from investment loss. So why would the longer-term bond pay more? It's the same insurance company protecting the fixed-rate annuity owner from investment loss. So why would that longer-term annuity pay more? Again, same bank with the same FDIC insurance. Why do they pay more for a longer-term CD? The answer to all of these questions is the same. It's the time commitment that's responsible for the greater potential reward. Those particular institutions have longer term to play with your money, so they have to reward you by giving you a higher interest rate. Another way to think about time horizon, Brad, is also your investments, right? You need to really think we prefer to have a much more dynamic approach, what we call a bucketed or a bracketed approach. Most of our clients have some portion of their portfolio, and that percentage is going to be different for everyone, and in some type of principally protected product, right? Something that we know is going to be there. So we're, when we're in stock market times like we are today, we know it's there. We don't have to worry about access, accessing excuse me, our risk assets and selling things while they're down. We know that's tragic, right? But the electric company, property tax, they don't wait for the market to recover. In retirement, you need to draw money out. So having that safe bucket really helps. When the market's doing well, we can live off of those risk assets. But we want something safe for that first five to 10 years. Then we want that midterm bucket. Maybe that's that 10 to 20, 25-year money where we're taking a little bit more balanced approach, looking for some earnings to offset inflation. And then lastly, we want that third bucket that's either 20-year-plus money or maybe it's money we think we'll never touch unless there's some type of tragedy. And that money, we can take more risk because if it's down right now in the short term, it doesn't matter because we don't need it right now. There's plenty of time for it to recover. So aligning those buckets with the time horizon is important. Also really important to align those buckets with your tax brackets and your different tax styles. That can really increase the longevity of the portfolio. And Brad, that's, that's the second way to have more money. 
Safeway to have more is to be smart, to be wise about your taxes. Absolutely. You just talked about those buckets. What would be the best longest term bucket? Would it be an IRA that you're going to pay taxes on later? Or would you maybe want to put a Roth into that bucket because you're not touching it until later on in retirement? You could be a little bit more aggressive. What you think about with the Roth is every dollar you make is your money forever. You never have to take RMDs off of it. So there's a lot of strategy there. So another way to get more out of that retirement, those retirement assets is to find a legal way to help reduce the amount of taxes that is paid on any resulting income. For example, assume your total annual income is $80,000 and that the taxes consume about 25% of that income. This would mean that after taxes, you're left with a spendable income of $60,000. What would be required to increase your spendable income by an extra $4,000 a year? What would you have to do to get that $4,000 extra a year? One way might be to switch to an investment providing a greater rate of return. For example, if you have a savings of $400,000, by increasing the annual rate of return by 1%, you end up with an additional $4,000 of income. But again, the downside to doing that is that you have to take on greater risk of investment loss or commit your savings for, again, a longer period of time. A possible alternative is to try to generate an additional $4,000 by reducing your tax rate from 25% to 20%. Now, instead of having a net after-tax income of $60,000, you would have $64,000. So perhaps the result of being more tax-wise would allow an increase in spendable income by the same $4,000. And this increase would not require exposing the savings to any you know, increased time period or greater risk. Great points, Brad. And, and you know me, you know, I can get going on tax planning strategies and talk for hours. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that to anybody today. But a lot of people just, I think it's one of the most overlooked parts of a retirement and income plan is just a lack of tax strategies. Just like, oh, ho-hum, you know, I have to pay this tax bill. And that's normally not the case. Usually there's some type of strategies we can implement to either reduce taxes now or decide to incur a little bit more taxes today at lower tax brackets to ensure ourselves some guarantee or excuse me ensure ourselves some tax free income growth tax free withdrawals and tax free to beneficiaries so implementing those tax strategies certainly is a great way to extend the longevity of their portfolio another thing people don't think about Brad our third point today is this idea of reducing investment fees so let's say, for example, on a date you stop working, you've got a million dollars in your retirement account. You want to make sure this money will last for as long as you live, so you decide to take withdrawals at a conservative rate of just $30,000 per year. This withdrawal rate equals 3% of the total account balance. Now stop and consider that if you're paying total investment fees of 2%, that's another $20,000 a year that ends up in someone else's pockets. So if you can reduce those fees, you put more money in your pocket without any need to increase your portfolio's exposure to risk. And I know some people may be saying 2%, Tony, that's ridiculous. I thought industry norms are a little bit closer to 1%. That might be the advisor's fee. But remember, depending on the financial products they're picking, if they're choosing certain funds that have 12B1 fees, internal costs, those can easily be 1% or higher. 
And it's not uncommon that we meet a new family when we do a, a fee analysis where they are paying in excess of 2% in fees all in. And they're generally really surprised to find that out. And nowadays, Brad, 2% might not be bad. We see people that are paying a lot more than that. Yeah. So simply being smarter about the fees and your investments can really put a lot more money in your pocket. Brad, the fourth way, fourth safe way to have more is, is an area you're really well-versed in. That's this concept of max. People don't realize there's hundreds of different ways you can turn on your Social Security. If you can maximize that Social Security income, we don't need to draw as much out of the market. We're not as dependent. So when the market's down, we don't have to worry so much. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When we teach a class, we go around the community, talk about these different things, and Whenever we get to the topic of Social Security, that's when all the hands start to go up. You know, there's just so many different ways to take it. And, you know, it's hard to get information sometimes out of the administration. How do I do this? What is the best way to do it? So the average Social Security benefit amount last year in 2021 was $1,543. That was the average in the country. And this average is about half of the 3,148 maximum possible Social Security benefit for somebody who retired at full retirement age in 2021. And this maximum benefit goes up to $3,895 for a person delaying the start of their Social Security until 70s. Just remember, from 62 to your full retirement age, SSI goes up 6% per year from full retirement age to 70. It goes up 8%. Not a lot of places you can get that kind of guaranteed growth right outside of Social Security right now. Regrettably, many people don't spend the time needed to make sure they get everything they can from their Social Security. Most often, the reason for this is that people mistakenly believe that the only way to get more benefits is to delay the date those benefits start. This is unfortunate because there are actually 10 ways to increase your Social Security and most of them don't require delaying the start of your benefits. Maybe you're thinking that it's too late for you to optimize your Social Security because you've already started collecting benefits. There are options out there that you need to know about. You can turn it off. You, you know, there's different ways to do that, and you may not need to pay anything back. I mean, I think for me, the key is just to work with an advisor who's comfortable talking about Social Security. One of the reasons we are is because we only work in retirement, and you have to look at Social Security as an asset that you've been pouring money into your whole life. And it's not about when do you take Social Security. It's how does it work with everything else that you have tax-wise, income-wise, those kind of things. And I think, Brad, having a comprehensive plan. So many advisors just focus on investments. Investments are important, but they're part of an overall plan. We think there's five unique stops on your retirement-ready roadmap, and investments are certainly one of them. But having an income plan where we've maximized Social Security and you know exactly where your income's coming from, from what account or what orders, having a good plan for the family, whether it's family kind of succession, longevity, health and wellness, continuity, you know, having a plan and really thinking about how are we going to deal with these potential risks in retirement and, and tax strategies. You know, most people just aren't implementing tax strategies. You really want to have a comprehensive plan. Make sure you're working with the financial advisor that's looking at all these various areas for you and really helping you address those. And why, Brad, there's an unbreakable link between risk and reward. Boosting returns by switching investments with higher risk may not be the only way or even the best way to get more from your retirement assets. 
even if you consider yourself an aggressive investor with a high risk for to- excuse me a high tolerance for risk does it really make sense to put too much of your retirement savings at risk before first pursuing every legal way available to safely increase your spendable retirement income Longevity is the key. It's the number one question we get. Do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? These are very safe ways to answer that question definitively. Before you let any more time go by, it might be a good idea to stop and ask yourself if you've engaged in the planning necessary to make sure you'll get the absolute most out of your retirement assets. If you're not sure, do yourselves a favor. Find a good, comprehensive financial planner fiduciary and get yourself a second opinion. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.